Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Isn't this a sports show? Charlie has now come up to the window and I think just exposed his nipple to Rudy just for no reason. Almost entirely. Charlie, put that away! Put it away! No, we don't want you to see that! This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. Well, I found a list of top 20 John Gruden coats. Top 20 John Gruden coats? That sounds amazing. Like bomber jackets, moto jackets, like is he wearing like a nice like like a trench coat on 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Pretty soon, catch us on YouTube TV. Keep up with the show on Twitter at JB Briscoe. Family skinny dipping and risking their lives together? What? On ESPN Kansas City. I know this isn't going to stun anybody, but I got pretty been out of shape about a tweet today. It, But like it fueled me in a good direction for once. Very often, very often I get bent out of shape about a tweet that just makes me feel nothing. Like, I just get annoyed or whatever. And there are some... Uh, earlier, Charlie was pointing out that there are some things that I was getting bent out of shape about on Twitter. But I think I'm getting bent out of shape about something completely different than what you guys are thinking I got bent out of shape about. But the good news is it, it, it threw me into a cyclone of productivity just before the show today, that will surely all be derailed by Charlie's mere existence. Hello, Charlie. It's wet slash wacky slash wild. It is. It's your favorite day. It's my favorite day. Not just like of the week, of the year. Yeah. Wet, wet, every Wednesday is my favorite day of the year. They're all tied. There are 52 Wednesdays Aww. tied for my favorite day of the year. That's the nicest thing you've ever said to me. And I meant it, too. Yeah, I'm I sure meant you did. it. I meant I it. I know you did. Truly from my soul. Especially uh, rumbling Wednesdays. Oh, I love a rumbling Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And today is such... I've had people tweeting me, uh, sending me tweets from at Rap Shirt, which is like one of the fake Ian Rappaport at Rap Sheet accounts. A lot of, lot of Rap Shirt. I'm, I'm enunciating on purpose. A lot of Adam Schefflers. A lot of Mort Retort. Like, there's, there's a lot going on. As far as, and a lot of rumblings guy. Yes. A lot of rumblings guy, and then other tweets that are like, I'm hearing that for the Chiefs and the Seahawks, it's just about, or the Chiefs and Earl Thomas and the Seahawks, it's just about the contract number for Earl Thomas. And we've got information on that. Also, I'm going to tell you, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to give, I'm going to give Kansas City an educational course on mid and late round draft picks because good God, do we need it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give you all that in a minute, but Charlie, how are you? I'm doing okay. How are you? I'm, I, I'm fine. I was asking you to say that so I could finish this tweet I was trying to put out with the show link and everything. Oh, sure. I just want to know, like, how are you enjoying the 3-0 Chiefs? How are I'm you enjoying really your existence enjoying in general? Really enjoying You're the You're wearing sort Chiefs. of a business casual shirt today? Yeah, I had a meeting earlier, like, yeah, I, told, like I told you about, so I felt like good. I needed to... Do you want to tell the details good. of your meeting and every yeah, and all of all meetings? Yeah, I'll break down every little detail about my meeting today. Would but, you listen to that show? Would you listen to the show of me interviewing Charlie about the meetings he's had this week? Like, would the, I think people would actually enjoy it. Knowing yeah. the content and just that it's like... 
I mean, it's just meetings in like your livelihood. Like mm-hmm. it's not, it's not, ter- the content is not inherently interesting. No. But I think that conversation would be good, especially just because of how cavalier we could theoretically be about it. It'd be fun. No one would get, I mean, I can't say no one would get in trouble. But no, there's nothing incriminating. No. It's just, they're just meetings. Yeah. But do Everyone you think we could get peace? Do you, do you think, do you guys think we could get people to listen to us just talk about the meetings that we're in? Mm. Beards' meetings are the most informal. Have you ever had a scheduled meeting, Beards? Like, you just had a meeting with Jason that just lasted 30 seconds in the control room. Yes, I have. At, like, like once? A couple times. Okay. But after, like, they got rescheduled five different times. That's, sure, that's well, how meetings that's, work. That's, that's when you know it's a real meeting. Mm-hmm. Fake meetings don't get rescheduled. They just happen. Yes. So I'm 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 glad that you that you and your business casual self mm-hmm. made it today. You know, yeah. Um, no. And now there is you know me, the most business casual person out of the three. You're of us. weird, man. You're <laughs> weird because that's true. The thing about that is Charlie is the most business casual person currently on the show today. I am freaking sto- I slept last night with my window open and it got oh, like too cold for that, but I like, did it was the same good. And it was great. It was fantastic. Beards, are you a window open? Uh, yes. No. 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 That's Man, the most beards I thought we thing would all agree on something. Yes, but see, here's the thing. I'm in the basement. Oh. So am I. They're the they're these itty bitty little windows that are like the little um. The ones like Little at the top by the ones? ceiling and yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're like in yeah. a pit. You don't want like and snakes see, to crawl in and it, kill and you. Spiders and all the other. Yeah, all I've right, got enough fine. spiders in my basement fine. already as it is. Fine, fine, fine. Oh, this morning I saw another one of those centipedes. Oh yeah, they're like the really long, like alien-looking. Yeah, they have <laughs> little bleepers. Uh, I killed it. I killed it, and I didn't feel bad. I usually sometimes Never. like listen. I can't remember who I was having this conversation with. I don't think it was either of you guys, but if it was, please correct. Let me let me know. I told you about the the we're talking about roly polies. Yeah. So you and I were talking about Rolly Polies. Probably. Charlie, you weren't involved in this, no. probably, then. It, where are we talking about this, then? Because I don't feel like it was on this show. Regardless. About killing Rolly Polies? Yes. I don't remember. But it wasn't here, was it? I don't think so. Let's reset. All right. One, two, three, go. I killed one of those long centipede things this morning simply because they're scary. They don't. I don't think that they're harmful. I'm not worried I'm going to wake up and they're going to like be like eating my face off or whatever. Um, in fact, sometimes I don't. There are some spiders I don't really even kill. Like I just I don't know. But spiders are iffy because you know they could be bad, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. Sometimes I think you can just like talk yourself into taking a bug outside. If I never, never had to kill another bug, I would be totally cool with that. I'd rather not be killing things in general, I suppose. But if you kill a roly poly, you are going to hell, and rightfully so. Killing a roly poly is a sure sign of a psychopath. Does that count as just like when you were a kid, you just roll them up and they would they would go in their defense mode? Well, they wouldn't. That's not killing them. Right. It's just okay. them doing it. Okay. No, playing with roly polies is totally different. Okay. And if you accidentally kill a roly poly, you're like half to hell. Like you got like one foot in hell. Well. Um, but if you, if you intentionally, and this would actually just be bad for me, because I think it was my cousin that would, would, uh, kill lightning bugs and then use their, their lit up butts to like make, like you could like smear it on your skin and it would glow. Oh, I, yeah, I thought, no, it was horrible. I thought you were going to say put them in a jar and no, that like, too. And that, and if you keep a lightning bug in a jar for a long time, you kill it. But eventually. I would say, I would say that if you kill lightning bugs slash fireflies, what do you call them by the way? I uh, call them lightning, lightning bug or bugs, fly lightning bugs. beards fireflies. Okay, I've always called them lightning bugs, but fireflies a much better name. Objectively, that, that makes a fire more sense. fireflies a better name yeah. for a bug. Uh-huh. But if you kill, let's say a firefly, kind of sounds cooler. But 
That, that's true. Lightning is cool. Well, is lightning cooler than fire? Ooh, ooh. Beards, do you have the ESPN Kansas City Twitter account at your disposal? Uh, yes. Go tweet from the ESPN Kansas City Twitter account. Poll, all caps, more? colon, what's cooler, lightning or fire? Okay. Let's see. But if you kill a lightning bug slash firefly or roly-poly, I think you're an evil person, and yeah. you have a sure sign of being a psychopath on some level, or a sociopath, perhaps. Mm-hmm. But other bugs, I will never save a bug. I'll never capture any him. bug. No, there's too many of them already. Mm. Why, why, why save them? You know what you sound like. You sound like someone who should appreciate uh, possums more. I possums are vile and disgusting they creatures. Eat, we have this discussion already. I'm, we have Charlie. Charlie is being brought into the fray for the first time. You, me, and Rudy had this discussion. I think Charlie hopped into the group chat. I did. Yeah. I'm saying you should appreciate possums more because they eat bugs, especially ticks, and they don't carry Lyme disease. What's cool, fire or lightning? Correct. That's what it is. What's cooler, fire or lightning? Okay. Yeah. What? You, what's your answer to that question? I think that's a good question. Both of them are, I think, objectively cool. Okay. So I. Uh, lightning. I call because them fire's li- hot. I call them lightning bugs. <laughs> that's the most beards answer in the world. Also, um, f- lightning is also hot. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like how the Silence. laughter stopped. Yep, Silence. Yep, yep. <laughs> um, he was really proud of that answer until he wasn't anymore. Yeah. Um, but I, like I said, I call them lightning bugs, but I think I got to go with fire over this one because I'm kind of a pyro, honestly. All right, got it out. <sighs> okay, thank you. Everybody retweet it. This is mandatory. Mandatory show must forced retweet. Hashtag oh, poll. With, with the uh, emojis. Good work, Beards. Good work. Thank you. I'm voting for lightning. Here's I'm why. I'm voting for fire, which is, you know, makes makes sense. Us go the opposite. Just, we just disagree? Yeah. Um, so I think the answer is lightning because there's one moment, one thing that I've, I, I can envision this happening. A couple times I've seen it happen. One of the legitimate, like, coolest things that just can happen in the natural world is whenever it is raining at night. And then there is a huge crack of lightning, and it just straight up looks like God turned the lights on for a half second, and then turned them off. It's daytime for a split second. Yeah, that's such a tough. That's question. the crazy. Like that's like the I craziest love, I thing. I love lightning storms. I yeah, love storms. Too. They're they're awesome. But fire is also pretty cool and also important to human existence. Right. Much more so than lightning. But we're not saying which one's more important or which one is better. Even cooler. I'm voting for lightning. Seventy one percent of people have said lightning so far. What was your vote, Beards? I said lightning. Okay. Yeah, well, you said lightning because fire is hot, and I wasn't sure if that was actually the reason behind your answer or not. That was my joke answer. But it, the, but the, the answer is the same. Or are you switching on us? No, it's still lightning. Okay, your, your answer is lightning. Your logic is questionable. I can live with that. <laughs> so that's a very good way to start this show, and I feel oh, really yeah. good about that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, we have a couple of Chiefs things going on. It's a Wednesday. It's hump day is here, as one person so famously said immediately have after seen, he's saying it's not a hump seen day. That commercial? I wish I could open that door remotely and then just kick Charlie's chair out of it. Um, what is Patrick Mahomes like more fire or lightning? I mean, if we could get him to answer that next time, he has lightning next throws, time he's. But ooh, I think they're on fire. Should the we tweet him on fire? Tweet him from the ESPN Kansas City account. That's pretty good. I'm down to do that at some point. Give me. Let me have the commercial break to figure out how I want to attack that. But at some point, he'll be in here talking to Kevin or whatever. I, we just need to yell. Just We need to have uh, our phone recorders just on, our quick. mics on. Just go, Patrick, please, 10 seconds. First of all, can you just say, this is, uh, I'm Patrick Mahomes. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports. Great. Thank you. What's cooler, fire or lightning? Uh, 
answer here, I guess. Thank you, Patrick. That was a good, good. Uh, that was okay, right? Good. Yeah, that's yeah. good. I'm, more, I'm getting, I'm getting there. Um, you practice every night, I'm sure. Every, every night, every morning, every mm-hmm. afternoon, mm-hmm. pretty much all the time. Mm-hmm. That's why, if you, if you've noticed, I've actually my radio voice has gotten a little bit better because it just hurts so much to talk that <laughs> I have to kind of go to a lower register. Um, there is a guy, by the way, on Facebook who like is making a a thing out of him sounding like Patrick Mahomes. And I think there might be a case in the near future where we have him on and just see maybe see if we lose some show imaging or whatever. Is it as good as that Bill Self guy? It's pretty good because that Bill Self guy. We is could get pretty, him to do the really almost good. entirely Mahomes intro. Yeah, that would be worth it, right? Is that not a great idea? Beard hasn't even looked up from his phone. I don't know if Beard thinks it's a good idea or not. It's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea, right? It's not bad. I don't want to do all the imaging. I just think it'd be pretty good. But so there, it, it, so it's a Wednesday. It's a midweek show. It, the reason that Charlie's here is because Wednesday's the day we can throw some curveballs. We can get a little wet slash wacky slash wild. Woo. But there are things that are happening a little bit, and we'll get into them throughout the uh, the course of the show today. As always, you can leave your comments or questions on the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page uh, or uh, the Almost Early Sports and Chiefs Facebook pages. But it's just more stuff for us to manage. So if you would comment on the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page or tweet at any of us, at JB Briscoe, at C. Carlin KC, at Beards McFly. That would be the easiest way to do it. But so we have two, three, really three stories. We have three things I want to get to today. We have the latest updates on the Chiefs and Earl Thomas. We have Bashad Breland signing with the Packers, which we learned during our Seth Kaiser conversation yesterday, but we also have a number on it now. And we have a, 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 a lesson that I need to teach you. There is somebody commenting from the almost entire Chiefs page that wants to know about the Breland deal. Okay, so we'll, I actually will give you guys that right now because it's, it's a quickie. What are your thoughts, he says? Who says it? Give him their name. Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. It is basically an $800,000 deal for Bashad Breland. Um, one year? One mm-hmm. year, about eight hundred grand. There's like a little bonus in there somewhere. The number, But it's about eight hundred grand. It's less than a million dollars for Bashad Breland That's signing nothing. with the Packers. It is really strange because, yes... Not only is that nothing, that's less money than the Chiefs are currently paying Orlando Scandrick and Voldemort. Mm-hmm. I not just not to say there's not a I'm just it's just, just shut up and giggle or groan. I don't care. Don't tweet me that Voldemort was a cancer. I'm right now this year the fact of the matter is that the Chiefs are paying Voldemort more than the Packers are paying Bashad Breeland. They're paying Orlando Skandrick more than they're paying Bashad Breeland. Uh, they're paying <laughs> Jeremy Macklin like five times as much as the Packers are paying Bashad Breeland. Um, and it's just really strange because mm-hmm. for a long time, even as, as recently as a couple days ago, someone tweeted about how like in some alternate reality the Chiefs would restructure Justin Houston or whatever so they could go sign Breeland and trade for Earl Thomas. Restructuring was not necessary, and I don't believe that Breland didn't want to play in Kansas City because I saw a lot of different tweets that Breland had liked from his account on Twitter, obviously, that's where you like tweets, um, about playing with the Chiefs and how the fans want him there, um, and he even, I think, had a tweet at one point about the front office. This is the Chiefs' front office for whatever reason deciding that it's not worth a million dollars to bring in Bashad Breland. Uh, or maybe Breland said at the beginning, hey, it's $4 million, and they said, no thanks. And then he didn't want to go back, tail between his legs, and say, now, okay, now we'll do it for $1 million. I don't know, but at some point, the Chiefs said no to Bashad Breland. Right. That's not a hashtag report. That is some 
Hashtag speculation. Not even. No, it's not. It's not even speculation. Hashtag putting the pieces hashtag together. Hashtag deductive reasoning. Get go. that trending. Place. That's a long hashtag. De- hashtag deductive reasoning. Lightning emoji. Because <laughs> hashtag deductive rumblings. Ooh, Ooh, that's pretty good. Because it's it's a very low number. The Chiefs could obviously afford. Again, they gave more, more to Orlando Scandrick than that. And he ends up going with the Packers, another team that is a contender but isn't actually right now slightly worse shaped than the Chiefs are. Uh, and the quarterback isn't quite as good as the Chiefs quarterback is. I mean, it's maybe it's close, but it's not really. We know it's not really close. Um, and it's and it's a position of, of need for the Chiefs. Like, they had him in. This was a conversation we had for a long time. And so, and with all the tweets that he liked about playing with the Chiefs and fans wanting him, and even I think he had a tweet that said, you know, it's... Stayed a couple days during training camp. So, that part is still so strange to mm-hmm. me. And back then, makes some sense, because I, I, I do think there's a chance that he just went through all of the... He went through the ringer here, and then at the end was like, oh, you know what, uh, this sort of... Uh, me getting a big deal, that's gone. How much uh, can I get on a one-year prove-it deal? Was he hurt last year? No, he had the foot infection this offseason. Oh, yeah. oh okay. And so he because he had like a nine million I think it was nine million dollars a year or something like I don't I need to fine I'll Google it again but he had he had a deal in place with the Panthers but he uh, he failed this physical because he got like a foot infection like in the Dominican Republic or something it was three years twenty four million dollars with Bashad Breland with the Panthers uh, but he failed the physical thanks to a non football injury which was basically like his foot was rotting out or something um. Well, this is also, hold on, now I'm seeing a thing on 24-7 Sports about how the Chiefs offered Breland a one-year deal oh. at one point, which I guess we maybe maybe we had heard way back, this is back in July, um, but, well, hold on, because there was, no, you're right, there was a tweet, and I'm being vague on where the tweet came from, because it's a radio person that doesn't work here. But can we just can we not just say that I don't know what to do with this because it's an actual report that is now relevant to this conversation. Whatever. I feel like this is a whole bunch of just like absolute children's games here. But there was another tweet that you can go find from someone who doesn't work at this radio station that tweeted that the Chiefs had he said that a source told him him. Oh, it's a him. Uh, told him that the Chiefs offered a one-year prove-it deal for around seven to eight million dollars, um, but that's way less he's making with the Packers now. So I'm wondering if at one point, if the Chiefs offered Breland a deal, then they then Breland said no, and then the Chiefs just pulled the offer off the table, went and got Orlando Scandrick and said adios. Mm. Even then, I would happily pay Bashad Breland eight hundred grand this year to have him play over Stephen Nelson, right? Or or have him be your fourth corner. Now I could see, though, that if all the money went away for Breland, that maybe he was going to wait for someone to have a corner hit IR, like he will with the Packers, um, and not now he's starting. I don't know. But that's that's where I'm at. That's sort of the deductive reasoning, hashtag deductive rumblings. Uh, that's where I'm at with the Breland situation. And now isn't Tlaib out for the Rams? He is on IR, which does not actually mean the whole season. It's an right. eight-week thing, which will take him out through the Chiefs game, by Who? the way. I keep Tlaib. Oh, Akeem Talib. They the Rams put him on and IR. Peters is hurt. Eligible for Voldemort's an eight week also return hurt for two to four weeks. Well, and they actually the, now Voldemort's team plays on Thursday, so he definitely won't be playing Thursday. But I did see a tweet earlier in the week that was saying that Thursday was the only really sure thing. That would be very surprising to see him play there. Yet um, it ended up being like a calf strain or something, not an Achilles, nothing uh, tragic. And 
I am like, I even only tweeted about it like one time because the responses were so immediately just like weirdly venomous. Like it's just, it's really strange. Does that mean I should start Kirk Cousins tomorrow night? No, no, no. Is it? It's in LA, isn't it? I think so. Well, who's your both corners out? Who's your the quarterback? I don't have another quarterback. I'd have to pick up a waiver wire one. How did you get through a draft with Kirk Cousins? Because he's got so many mm. weapons in Minnesota. And I don't like I don't like Kirk Cousins very much, but no, I mean that's fine. No, with with both of those cor- corners out and all the weapons, he it's should in LA. be fine. Yeah, I'd be better if it was at home, or maybe it wouldn't be because that's where they lost to the Bills. Are right, we gonna take yeah, a break? Whenever we come back, I have a lecture for you. Ooh, I very, have to bring the ooh. truth. Very quickly, I have one very important comment on Facebook. Yes, it's from Sean okay. Collins. Okay, uh, what'd you have for lunch? I he said it's a very important question. I'm a, thank you, Sean. I is this going back to yesterday when you said you you usually remember i i think that sean got lucky on that point but i don't know okay. um also sean said today this is his last day uh out at the ballpark with the cardinals so we might be getting sean back as someone who's relevant to our lives fingers crossed um today i uh, i had a little salad and then i also made sort of a uh a, a grilled chicken wrap with some uh, buffalo jalapeno little sort of ranch sauce that I mm. made up. Um, it was and I grilled it up a little sort of cheese in there. It was a nice little uh, nice little chicken wrap. It's very good. Had some extra toasted cheese its with it. Extra toasted. Uh, it's a, they're they're really they were the most apparently the most requested cheese it flavor. Where did you get this information? Uh, on the box. Oh, on the box. Fair. It's the most requested flavor. Anything that's on a cheese it box is true. You can't lie box. No. And they're very good. They they are, in fact, uh, okay. very good. So, yeah, I had that wrap. I had a little salad. I had some of those Cheez-Its. Um, and then in it, just a two liter of uh, straight up uh, lime, vo- three, lime 360 vodka. Yeah. Just yeah. chug a lug. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm going to crack open this Red Bull now, try to offset it, and we'll see if I live to the next segment. Of course. You're listening to almost entirely sports. Nothing's worse than like getting like going all in on a Halloween costume, and then like if you go to a party or something, people constantly asking know. you what you I, are. I think slavery like, was worse. <laughs> with Joshua Briscoe, I was getting, almost I entirely too lo- too much there. I wasn't gonna laugh, but I heard beards absolutely cackling through this like bulletproof glass on ESPN Kansas City. I need to teach you guys about mid and late round draft picks. All right? We just got to do it. I know this is becoming a lecture. I know. Just just roll with me on this one. We can talk more about Earl Thomas later. Apparently, the price needs to come down for the Chiefs. That's the topic of the day. Therese Paler tweeted out that the uh, the Se- that he said that the price needs to come down. So the Seahawks are looking for premium picks. So the Chiefs are going to need to be able to uh, wait out the Seahawks or eventually offer a second or a first, whatever. A couple seconds or a first. They're probably already offering the Rams second, would be my guess. Uh, turning Voldemort into Earl Thomas at a much more expensive level I could live with. Uh, it's probably going to cost him more than that. Anyway, I digress. Because as I was looking for more information on the Earl Thomas story, I found a tweet. And we're eventually going to make this a recurring segment. Either somebody on Twitter or I found a tweet. Or something like that. I don't know what it'll be. But there'll be imaging and everything. And I say there will be and there won't be. But I told Beard that we should have this. And we, I'm sure we never will. But. I mean, there's a chance. So there's not a good chance. There's yeah, a chance. Not, not but there's a chance the Chiefs trade for uh, Earl Thomas. There is. Also not great. Not great chance. 
So here's today's edition of Someone on Twitter. And this is not rumblings, or is it? No, uh, no, this is not the rumbling situation. Okay. No. I will also give you a journalism course at some point, since several people on Twitter also need that. But no, this is Someone on Twitter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Someone on Twitter said that it does not make sense for the Chiefs to trade for Earl Thomas because they drafted Armani Watts. Now, Armani Watts, 124th overall draft pick in the 2018 NFL Draft, seems like he may eventually be an NFL player. He seems to have a propensity for creating turnovers. He has a tackling problem. He hasn't gotten in the field terribly consistently, but he's a kind of intriguing prospect. By this person's evaluation, however, drafting Watts was a move to make him a starter. Not just eventually, but very soon. Here is what I need to teach you about. And there's no music loud in class. Let's take our cheer buds. Thank you. Beards took off his headphones. You're allowed, Beards. Beards and Charlie, you guys are allowed to keep your headphones on because it keeps the show moving. Here's what you need to know. Okay? Armani Watts, fourth round draft pick. So just for kicks and giggles, I forgot what the safe phrase in that of that uh, cliche was. Just for kicks and giggles. I went back through the last few years of Chiefs NFL drafts. I took the fourth round picks and later, and uh, I put them all together so I can make a point. Here are points about fourth-round draft picks. First of all, if I asked you for all the money in the world to tell me uh, who the fourth-round draft pick for the Bengals was this year, like I just feel like 95% of Chiefs fans would have no clue. I don't know. But whenever it is your team's fourth-round draft pick, well, he's the guy that's going to be he's going to be the diamond in the rough. That's going to be the guy that changed the course of your franchise. Kevin Hogan is always Tom Brady until he's not, which ha- which is immediately. But from your team's perspective, Kevin Hogan's Tom Brady, right? Let's start with just last year. Draft picks, even mid and late round draft picks, you expect to be around for a season, right? In the 2017 NFL Draft, the Chiefs traded up for Jehu Chesson. Traded up for him. Packaged picks to move up to go get Jehu Chesson in the fourth round. They took Yukime Oligwe in the fifth round. They took Leon McQuay in the sixth round. There was no seventh round pick that year. Those three guys from last year are all off the team. J.U. Cheston, fourth round pick, gone. Everybody after him from last year's draft is gone. You could say there's a change in GM. That changes things a little bit. Sure, of course it does. Uh, but those first three picks are all still on the roster, and they will be for a while because that's what you expect from your first three round picks. Although even that is a little bit shaky when it comes to defensive backs, a point that will be underlined by a couple of almost, almost immortal names in Chiefs lore. But let's go back another year, 2016. 2016, the fourth-round pick was Parker Anger. Gone. Traded away for a cornerback who has not been active these uh, three weeks, I believe. Fourth-round pick after that, a name that you will know, Eric Murray. And with the rest of these being noted, Eric Murray as a fourth-round draft pick is an unmitigated success story for the Chiefs. An unmitigated success story who everyone within the sound of my voice right now freaking hates. You hate Eric Murray. I know because I'm on Twitter. And it's because he's not Earl Thomas. He is a depth safety. 
He's a fourth-round safety. He's a developmental safety, fourth-round pick, who's now been thrust into the starting job because two guys ahead of him, Eric Berry and um, and Daniel Sorensen, both got injured. You hate Eric Murray, and he is a success story, as you will soon know, juxtapose a bunch of other players here. Fourth-round pick. He actually also went way higher than Armani Watts did. Well, I think I cut... I, got, I put all these notes together very quickly. I think I'm going to come back to that. If not, you know, he went like 40 picks higher. Eric Murray went like four at the same position, went like 40 picks ahead of Armani Watts. Fourth rounder, though, still. Uh, and you hate his guts. Fourth round pick after that, Demarcus Robinson. Again, a good pick. That is a, that is a useful fourth round pick. I think you could all say that. He's on the team. He's got a touchdown this year. Uh, he fell for being suspended multiple times in college and went through uh, rehab for drug abuse in college. And now, two years later, as an unmitigated success story, he's this team's sixth or seventh offensive weapon. Success story! Fifth round that year. Kevin Hogan. Gone. I don't think he made the active roster, right? Didn't he get, end up getting cut for, like... Was it, I guess maybe Tyler Bray took a spot. Yeah, I think Can't that's remember. right. He yeah. definitely never took a snap in a meaningful NFL game. And he went on to the Browns, didn't he? Yes, he did. He did. He, he did take some snaps to the Browns. Uh, that does not work for the Chiefs. Fifth round that year, Tyree Kill, an unmitigated success story, who fell because he punched and choked his pregnant girlfriend. Uh, that is not normal fifth round talent. That is very clearly an outlier here. Um, I don't know why you would believe that Armani Watts or anyone who went after him this year and this Chiefs draft is a talent outlier. You know why Tyree Kill fell that far, and you're glad the Chiefs took him. Round six, DJ White, gone. Round six, Daddy Nicholas, gone. Also, just for uh, extra fun, third round pick, cornerback Kavari Russell, didn't make the opening roster. Uh, that didn't pan out, and that was around ahead of where Armani Watts is. By the way, positional groups matter here. I think there's a trend that you'll see in a second, but I'm not done. 2015, fourth round pick, pick Rameek Wilson, gone. Fifth round pick, DJ Alexander, gone. Fifth round pick, James O'Shaughnessy, gone. Sixth round pick, Raheem Nunez-Roches, gone. Seventh round pick, Deron Brown, gone. Rameek Wilson did have some playing time. DJ Alexander did have some playing time. Got traded for Kevin Pierre-Lewis, who's also gone now. Rameek Wilson's out in L.A., not a chief. James O'Shaughnessy was around for a little bit, didn't stick. Everybody on the end, Rameek Nunez-Roches, same deal. All those guys, though, gone. Just for kicks, again, the, the third round pick in 2014. This is the last one I'm going to give you. 2014 made in late round draft picks for the Chiefs. We'll start in the third round again just for kicks. Philip Gaines was a third round pick in 2014. If, if Armani Watts would have been a third round pick this year, everybody would be losing their collective minds. But we're talking about Philip Gaines, again, a guy who collectively was loathed by this fan base. He was, Actually, sorry, I mixed up Eric Murray and Armani Watts. Eric Murray didn't go 40 picks sooner. He went like 20 picks sooner, I believe. Don't quote me on that. It was, however, uh, Philip Gaines, a corner, not a safety, but a corner, defensive back, taking almost 40 picks higher than Armani Watts was, and he was a disaster. Fourth round pick, D'Anthony Thomas, a nice pick, good special teamer, not a starter, though, certainly, and if he's uh, an offensive contributor, then he is right there with Demarcus Robinson. Again, not a starter. Fifth round pick in 2014, Aaron Murray, gone. Sixth round pick, Zach Fulton, was a starter in Kansas City. A great pick. Also, late round developmental offensive linemen are an entirely different animal, which is also echoed by the other sixth round pick that year, Laurent DuVernay-Tardif. Another tremendous success story. So here's the results of those tabulations. The reason I stopped in 2014 is simply because uh, I ran out of time before the show started. In the last four years... 
in the last four years in the fourth round or all of the rounds after that, just for kicks, the Chiefs have made 19 draft picks. 12 of those are not or never were actual contributors on this team and certainly not starters. The exceptions, there are three great successes. Tyreek Hill, a tremendous value in the fifth. Laurent DuVernay-Tardif, tremendous. Zach Fulton, tremendous. Zach Fulton's not here anymore, obviously. Uh, and so that's one domestic abuse conviction and then two developmental offensive linemen. Those are explainable. Then there were two other contributing offensive weapons among those uh, 12, or two of those seven that were not um, complete total write-offs in that group of 19. Two contributing offensive weapons, Anthony Thomas and Demarcus Robinson. Then there's Rameek Wilson, who was good enough to play for a little while, but not good enough to keep from being replaced. So that's two linemen, Tyreek Hill, Deontay Thomas, Demarcus Robinson, Rameek Wilson. That gives you six of the seven that have any say in all of this, right? The seventh player is Eric Murray. So in a pretty optimistic world, Armani Watts and Eric Murray have a pretty similar uh, career trajectory. So now, understanding that Armani Watts might be, again, as a pretty optimistic development, might just be Eric Murray. You say that Armani Watts may be a reason to not trade for Earl Thomas. Would you stop from trading for Earl Thomas because you already have Eric Murray? Obviously not, because that's the situation we are literally in right this second. This concludes my thesis statement. Thank you for listening to my TED Talk. Thank you. Thank you. You follow me on Twitter. Do you understand what that entire that entire diatribe is getting at? No, can you go through it again? Yes, no, from I the didn't. top. I didn't understand any of it. That was on my phone. I believe that actually. No, I wasn't listening. Don't also fair. <laughs> you in this case is whoever's no. on the other side of the earbuds attached to their phone right now or whatever. Or in their car. Because people can theoretically find fifteen ten a.m. on a on a dial, barely. And I said theoretically. Yeah. But you see what's happening here? We just we we get so horny for Traymond Smith. I do not regret that choice of words. I chose it yeah, purposefully. We do as a fan base. Yes, Armani Watts really gets really gets our our heart pumping. Who else is it? Who else? Khalil McKenzie really gets our juices flowing here in Kansas City because their late-round picks and te- guys who are additions to the team just really, really get your heart thumping. That's a thing that we, that's a thing that we all sort of agree we are, we're going to do while in, in late April, early May, we are just, we're just really raring to go because of Scroll up to anyone from last year. Man, we're talking about how Jehu Cheston's going to be a part of this offense, and I don't remember him catching a single a single pass. Now, you know what? Akimi Aligwe is going to come in, and he's the heir apparent to Derek Johnson. And then literally one offseason later, they've traded for Reggie Ragland, and they just back up the Brinks truck for Anthony Hitchens because we were out here trying to talk ourselves into Akimi Aligwe, a fifth-round pick who's not on the team anymore. Like, Ben Neiman is here now. I also had somebody on Twitter yesterday. 
or or maybe it was I don't remember it was on Facebook or Twitter, or whatever. Someone was like, "Hey, man, don't don't talk bleep about Ben Neiman. Ben Neiman's a beast." Like, listen, man, Ben Neiman's probably a fine player, but last year's Ben Neiman was Yukime Ligwe, and the year before that, Ben Neiman was Parker Anger, and the year before that, Ben Neiman was DJ White. Like, what are like? And before that, it was it was back to another inside linebacker. It was Rameek Wilson. It's just, it's infuriating. Yeah. It, and it also, it's another reason that trading Voldemort like is a real frustration for me because getting guys right in the draft is hard. Especially also, I mean, like higher in the draft, your chances are better. It's another reason not to make everything about Voldemort. It's another reason that uh, what we've seen so far from Breland Speaks is really frustrating, and what we've seen from Tano Passigno is really frustrating because those are your first picks in these drafts. Yeah. Passigno wasn't the first pick. Mahomes was. Um, but was that the first time we've talked about Pat Mahomes today? Was was me referencing that he went ahead of Tano Passigno the first time we've said his name on the show today? Almost no Mahomes. We're 41 minutes in. I think. Yeah, I just need a recovery. Did. I just needed yeah. a Mahomes recovery day. You can't, you can't work the same muscles every day. I can't, you can't bench press every single day. Today is leg day, and it's talking about how Armani Watts might just be Eric draft Murray. Draft picks. It's, it's former year's draft picks, yes. It's just... And no hope for this defense. I that's think there is. Day. I think there. I, right, no, that's true. That's another. That's also. That's not the bench, but that's like your. That's biceps. Like ar, that's arm day. Defense sucks is arm day, and Patrick Mahomes is great. Is we're just doing chest. We're just benching, and then our legs. We don't want to talk about previous year's draft picks or like. I don't know the fact that the Patriots get uh, Julian Edelman and Josh Gordon in the next two weeks. Like maybe that's leg day. That's the other thing we don't really want to. Do today because I think that offense is going to get better. I don't know. I but like that's within within our realm here. It drives me so crazy that we are we are so consistently. Not only are we talking ourselves into Armani Watts, we're we're talking ourselves into not trading a second and a fifth for Earl Thomas. Like I I understand you don't want to give up a first. You don't want to give up a couple seconds, but like we're making fun. I, I, Seth mentioned this yesterday, um, or I had a really strange dream that was very close to reality. Except for Seth also in, in mentioned uh, making fun of the Raiders, but I think it was Seth that mentioned that like the people that are going, hey, no, don't trade, don't trade for Earl Thomas. We need those second round picks. We need more Brandon Speaks. Those are the same people that are laughing at the Raiders for trading Khalil Mc- or for uh, Khalil McAway for you know for ooh draft picks for the future, like. If you think you're close, the Bears saw their window open because they have a rookie quarterback, and Mitch Trubisky does not look like a ten- he doesn't look like a tenth of Pat Mahomes. But their window is open there, and also the Chiefs' future cap situation sort of bring it back to the Earl Thomas side of things, and to the report from Therese that we I briefly mentioned that the Chiefs are waiting on the draft pick price to come down. The Chiefs aren't worried about the money either, apparently, because they're worried about the draft pick price. And if the Seahawks are asking for two firsts, then I get not trading in again, I, I guess. Um, but the Chiefs aren't worried about the money because they're, they're paying Eric Berry a lot this year and next year and probably the year after that as well. They're paying Justin Houston a lot of money next year uh, if he's on the team or not. And there is a chance they could, they could move on from him, but it's not a guarantee. Um, there is money wrapped up in this defense. And there's money wrapped up in the offense on some level. There is some in Sammy Watkins now. There will be more in Tyree Kill eventually. I was going to say there's about to be a lot more wrapped up in the offense. And there might be some in, will be some in Chris Jones. But that doesn't have to start yet. And the longer they wait on on those guys, the, the, the longer they wait on Tyree Kill, the more expensive he's going to get. 
But with the amount of time that's on his deal right now, part of Tyree Kill's deal might just be, hey, we're going to give you $10 million bucks right now. Now shush. And next year we're giving you three million. And the year after that we're giving you twenty five and twenty eight. Like we will, we will figure out how this cap works. And right now we have a, we get a bad taste in our mouth whenever we talk about like backloading contracts and everything because you think of a backloaded contract and you start you just start thinking about Eric Berry's heels. But the way that the cap is going to continue to increase, I mean, sometimes that's. That's actually the way to do it. You can push some of those things down the road because they're not paying Pat Mahomes for the next few years. They don't need to pay a bunch of these guys for the next few years. You're worrying about you're just working on Sammy Watkins and Justin Houston and, and Eric Berry, but the price for Travis Kelsey is super reasonable. This is all totally doable financially. The Chiefs are waiting on the draft picks, which makes me think that the price must be pretty high because I pray to God that Brett Veach also has this sheet of fourth and later round picks on his desk somewhere. He goes like, oh man, I don't know. We're willing to give you that second round pick that we got from the Rams for trading Voldemort, but I would just hate to give you a fifth round pick. I mean, that fifth round pick could be Kevin Hogan. I will pull my hair out. Also, just this is a really fun piece of trivia. I think most people probably know that Tyree Kill was a fifth round pick yeah. I, in Kansas City at what least. What was Kareem Hunt again? Third. Third. He was, yeah, he was a third round pick last year. Um, I think most people know that that Tyree kills a fifth round pick, but if you ask someone who the Chiefs' first fifth round pick in in twenty sixteen was, the phrasing is going to send up a an antenna. Um, but in the fifth round, the Chiefs took in this order: Kevin Hogan and Tyree Kill. Mm. That is, even when you're good, sometimes you've got to get lucky. They they decided that it was more urgent. That they grabbed Kevin Hogan backup of the future, third-round draft pick of the next, like, six weeks, and then get the guy that was going to be, arguably right now, one of the five most exciting offensive players in the sport. It's an interesting one. The future is Well, now. Charlie, I appreciate your uh, contribution. We're overdue for a break, so whenever we come back, we'll get Charlie's... What were we going to say, Charlie? I was going to say the future is now, so that draft pick argument is dumb. Yes, yes, the window. You make all those draft picks to open your window at some point, and the window is now open. The draft picks for the future thing, no. But but Charlie, Armani Watts is on the roster. Why do you need Earl Thomas for when Armani Watts is right there? We all know rookie safeties are just, oh, Oh, they come in, they come in just dominating everyone. Yes, the oh, mid-round, late-round draft pick, rookie mm-hmm. rookie defensive backs, just absolutely crushing the entire universe. When are they ever not, other than every time? <sighs> I'm not even sure if trading for Thomas is the absolute right thing to do or not, but that logic is dumb as hell. This is Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe. Let's go to the comments. Let's all go to the comments. I can't see the comments. Beards, what does it say? Ha! On 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Go into the comments, Mother Bleeper. Here we go. We are rapid-firing through these. All the new. We're going to see if we can catch up before the end of the hour. Nate says, I would give Seattle one of our second rounders and a 2024th rounder for Earl Thomas. I would do it for a one-year rental. The season is fresh, and it would give us a shot this year. Here's the thing on the like rental or extension thing. I don't think this trade's happening without there being a long-term deal attached to it uh, because Earl Thomas wants to be traded because he doesn't have a long-term deal. Right. 
I think that's an important part of this. That's I don't the, really that's think the feud in Seattle. That's yeah, why, that's and we're three weeks into pissed. that, and he's saying that he's not going to practice if he has a headache, which I don't blame him for. You're trying to protect your health. Um, he and Le'Veon Bell are more or less playing the same game right now. I don't blame him for it, but that's just sort of the truth of the matter at this point. So I don't think there is a rental argument here. I think that if he gets traded, he's signing an extension, if it's in Kansas City or Dallas or Atlanta, whatever. Um, Sam says he'd give up a first in a mid-rounder if he could guarantee an extension. I would probably do that also. Next year's first with Earl Thomas, you're expecting that would be picked 25. 25 and a fourth? I don't hate it. Brant mentioned earlier today, he mentions it here as well. He might have to throw in Conley, too. Seattle could use some pass catchers. Conley is a mid-option uh, for the Chiefs. What are you shaking your head at, Beards? Uh, one of the comments later. You'll get to it. Maybe. Okay. Um, so so I, trading Conley, I'd be open to. I think he's a part of this offense, but I do believe Pat Mahomes, whenever he says, you know what, we have lots of guys that can rotate through this offense and make it work. Sam says Seattle, Seattle, Seattle shouldn't care about Conley that much. Receivers are an issue for them. Mm-hmm. It, it looks like it, it right now. Is. Also, just with uh, Doug Baldwin still being out, um, he, Sam mentions Dallas um, and offering them Conley if they want to do something with that. I'm okay with that. Sam says, we got to stop overrating picks. That was me hitting my legal pad that is saying the exact same thing. I'm with you. Um, Johnny said, can we not say that name ever again? And I was going to go, oh, no, we're calling him Voldemort. And he said, oh, Gaines. Hmm. Yeah, sorry. It's for the sake of uh, learning and learning experience. Uh, Jacob says, I don't know what the issue is. They just need to open the roster menu and boost all of Watts' attributes. I can't believe I hadn't thought about that yet. It's a very good comment, Jacob. Uh, Sam says that Earl Thomas is a player that's better than uh, 20, 30 of 32 first-round picks every year. I think that's fair. Eventually that goes down because he's aging, but I'd give him a little bit of that. Um, Nate says the Pats are a good example to give away picks for players that they actually want and need. Uh, Robert says I need to summarize my thesis. <laughs> Do the trade! <laughs> Eddie, uh, Eddie said Breland signed with Green Bay for peanuts. We did eventually get to that. Uh, Robert says the reason that we like late round picks so much is probably due to the great story that LDT has been. Yeah, he and Zach Fulton are a part of it, but those are offensive lineman projects. Um, so that, yeah, that comes into it. Ransom says actually the better comp for Ben Neiman is Justin March. That's pretty. That's a pretty good call. Um, someone who loves Ben Neiman is going to fight you. Uh-oh, running out of time. Sam says the Brady and Kurt Warner successes ruin NFL discussions for players' futures. Um, Nate said, JB broke the streak. What did I do? Oh, I said the name of the cornerback, I bet. Uh, Sam says, in quotes, if a sixth-round draft pick and a grocery bagger can become legends, why can't Armani Watts? <laughs> it's a good question. Uh, Eddie says, Casey's only good on one side of the ball every year. Nate says, I believe Accurate. if and when Eric Berry comes back, our defense will be slightly better. As long as we have the 19th-ranked defense, that's a wrap. That's all we need. We don't need top 15. I party with that. Eddie says, Thomas won't stay in Kansas City if we get him. He will if they pay him, Eddie. Um, that's what he's looking for at this point. Uh, Clinton says, I'm driving and my display is broken, so I'm still a Facebook viewer. That's very good. We admire um, the dedication. It really is. What's the funny one, Beards? Uh, Robert wants us to share the dubstep mu- music with Charlie. Oh, oh God. we'll do that next. You're listening to Almost Entirely Sports with Joshua Briscoe on ESPN Kansas City. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-ch-ch- 
Chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.